0: Welcome in Non-Texas Football. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined by Bobby Burton. Have a little Saturday conversation about what Bobby Burton saw Friday uh, during the media window uh, at Texas practice. It was the third day of practice, final day before full contact, which starts tonight at 7 p.m. for the Saturday practice. Bobby, I guess uh, right off the bat, your takeaways, what you saw, what you noticed, maybe anything different from the first two days?
1: Well, quarterbacks were definitely sharper. Uh, on uh, on Friday night, uh, the team looked like it had a little bit more pep in their step. I think getting out of that two thirty heat and that's just oppressive, you know. Um, but I, I'm telling you, the 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 thing that that strikes me most right now about this team, uh, generally Jerry, uh, and we we've heard from players now. I, I just feel like their whole demeanor is different than what we've seen in years past. They feel Jerry like they're it's not the word culture gets overused it does i think i want to use this word intent um they i heard I, i heard a player say this actually on friday during friday's practice be intentional about what you're doing and i'm telling you these guys it just feels a little bit different they feel more intentional and by the way that sounds like it was a player straight from Steve Sarkeesian's mouth, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that's those are the sorts of things he said. But I literally heard that and I was like, I kind of turned my head and I'm like, these guys are being, but that that the whole that whole situation is changing. And because of that, I, I think that this is this team's shaping up really, really nice on top of the talent
0: and everything else. You spoke about demeanor. Uh Jatavion Sanders met with the media after the practice and has more on that subject. Just the competitive competitiveness, honestly, like you can tell that it's a different mindset. It's all in everybody's head, and I, I think that started with it. us, you know, looking back on the previous years and just the people we got now and the, the leaders we got now in this team, we installing that in the younger guys, trying to bring them along faster. So it's competitive all around, and that's making the older guys better as well because, you know, the younger the younger guys trying to compete for a spot. So It's, it's all going yeah. good. But you can see it. There ain't no feeling. You see it. Like even the young guys, they doing it without the older guys telling them even – Walk on doing it. You feel me? The whole the, the whole team doing it. Like it's it's like a whole different demeanor within the whole team. And I I I'm, I'm really I'm really glad because like we're going to be on that mode. So uh, it's going to be one hell of the season. Bobby, you mentioned quarterbacks right off the top as well. So let's get into that a little bit more. So th- the set Thursday practice, they were throwing deep b- shots into the wind off play action. Sometimes straight into the wind. Sometimes at a crosswind angle into the wind. Hot, sweaty hands. <laughs> there was a lot going on for quarterbacks. You said they were sharper Friday. Go into a little bit of what you saw.
1: Unquestionably sharper. Um, uh, it was very funny. It's my first noticing, first time really noticing Paul Christ, uh, the uh, former Wisconsin head coach at practice, and I mentioned this on Inside Texas right after practice as well on Friday night. Uh, he sits kind of like Gary Patterson did, you know, at the very back of the end zone, yep. scribbling notes on a notepad, kind of, you know, looking over here and you see him write a little something down. You're kind of wondering, okay, what did he see? Uh, but there was one time, Jerry, where all three quarterbacks and I went and they go in order, Arch, Malik, and then, or excuse me, uh, Quinn, Malik, and then Arch. They go in that order. And there was a time when all three of those quarterbacks hit perfect deep balls, the ball literally 50 yards out. Landed on the goal line within one or two yards within that on time, right? Three times, I mean, six times in a row from those guys. And I was like, okay, and six different receivers they were on on uh on uh uh Friday night. Uh, and I, I as, as that ended, I saw Paul, Paul, Paul Chris go <laughs> like that. It was, it was funny. Um, but uh, those quarterbacks look sharp. Quinn Ewers continues to impress me. I think the thing with Quinn, uh, he is just a tad quicker. Yep. It, it continues to show, and whether that's because he's in better shape, uh, he's more intentional. There's that word again, right? Yep. Uh, whatever it is, he is taking a step up. I don't know how much, and this is the key, right? We don't know how much that will matter um, come come game time. But I, I can tell you, I don't feel like he's going to be a statue kind of like he was at times against Baylor, yep. right? Um, where he he really got that done. Uh, Sark on Wednesday was talking about how much better Quinn is processing, and uh, I can just tell you, all three of those guys. I, I I made a comment. Chris Del Conte, the athletic director, walked by me at one point, and I just looked. At him and I go. I go. I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly what this team is going to be, but there are three quarterbacks that are probably going to make more than a hundred million dollars on this roster. I mean, those three guys, they're going to make a <laughs> – y'all, y'all don't realize they're going to make a lot of money throwing the football, in my opinion, uh, if they just stay healthy, keep progressing. Uh, Texas has an embarrassment of riches at quarterback. Yes, they're mostly young, not a lot of experience. Quinn has one, but my goodness. what I mean, Steve Sarkeesian and A.J. Milwee have just – its it's ridiculous. It really is. I've never seen anything like it at Texas.
0: One that gives you a chance to be sus- have sustained success. Exactly. It's it's not just weird. It's not just one year, Jerry. Right. Right. It's sustained success. I mean, uh, for Texas fans, you went from Vince to Colt. You have two high level quarterbacks in a row, sustained success in your program. I mean, and even Chris Sims to that. You know, it's sustained success. I mean, that's consistency in your program.
1: Hey. Dabo went from Dabo Sweeney went from uh, from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence. What go. happened when when uh, DJ Oolongalele was that's not right. as good? That's right. That's that's, right. That, that's what that's what uh, you're looking at, and that's why I think Steve Sarkisian puts not only is he an offensive coach,
0: right, but that's why he puts such a huge emphasis on that position. Yeah. Hey, and one of the things I want to hit on because you said, what is that the quicker feet? What exactly does that mean in games? So I have an opinion on that, Bobby. I'll be interested to see if you agree. Yeah, my, my opinion
1: is, is quicker, quicker depth. Right. Uh, on his on his uh brakes, easier to get the ball out on RPOs, too. Yeah. Um, and you know, just more it gives you more options. You get a chance to move up quicker, you get a chance to move out quicker. Um, and so I, I feel like that's that's the primary thing for me.
0: I think for me, the quicker your feet move the quicker you go from what I see to ball getting out of my hand. Fair. I mean, if, if you see something, but you're slow to react with your feet to it, that causes windows to close, passes to be late, gives that safety time to get over. I think the quicker feet, Gets that is the split-second difference uh, on on a lot of those passes down the field for quarterbacks. Uh, But again, that's really good news uh, for Texas fans. Bobby and myself, I I believe anybody that's been at Texas practices, see the ability to have sustained success through the quarterback position. I want to transition over the offensive line, Bobby. Um, We've talked a lot about Kyle Flood saying he's going to have a rotation this year, and I think we've talked about that. But there's also – August is also really the first couple of weeks is when you get the cross-train guys. You get the try guys at different positions. You've talked about Cam Williams has spent time at right tackle and left tackle. Falls in line with everything we've reported. The guards are shuffling around a little bit. Andre Kojo has been second team at tackle um, here to start – practices. What did you see Friday? Any more shuffling from Kyle Flood?
1: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So for the second consecutive practice, Cam Williams started out at second team left tackle instead of right tackle. They flopped uh, Andre Kojo to right tackle on second team. Now the first team lineup was the same though. Uh, right. It was left to right, Kelvin Banks, uh, Hayden Connor, Jake Majors, Cole Hudson. Uh, and then on the right side to ended up was Christian Jones. The second team uh, went Connor Williams, all right, uh, Connor, uh, <laughs> Cam Williams uh, at, at left tackle, followed by Neto umiozulu Connor Robertson, second team uh, center. Uh, right guard would be DJ Campbell, and then Andre Kojo. The interesting thing they did on uh, uh, Friday, Peyton Kirkland, who had been running third team left tackle, okay? Trevor Gooseby is now running third team left tackle, and he does – Even though I think Peyton Kirkland has good quick feet for his size, Trevor Gooseby looks more like a left tackle. Right. So they put him out there. He's. I think he's going to stick there. They moved Peyton Kirkland into offensive guard third team. They kicked out um, Malik Ogbo to right tackle. I can see that with his feet. I, I, I can see that with his feet. And he doesn't, to your point, you said this the other day, he doesn't necessarily have that big, huge initial punch. Right. And so that, and what they look for in that power run game, all of that to say, there there are a lot of pieces that Kyle Flood has. I I continue to believe that Kelvin Banks. Uh, we heard from Baron Sorel uh, yesterday about how he is seeing Kelvin Banks. His confidence level is just so much better than it was a year ago. He's not thinking. That's kind much. of scary, but, isn't it, Bob? Yeah, no, no, it is. I mean, that's, that's scary. But that's the mature, that's the maturation process of a great player. Right. Right. And, you know, they they don't just yes, they're good automatic. They're good right out of the gate, but typically when they mature, they get even better, right? Ed Reed was better in the pros than he was in college. That's right? right. I mean, I'm just um. And my, my point to all of this is the number of pieces they have. And I will just tell you in tandem drills with blocking, I would pick if I could pick DJ Campbell as my teammate. Yes. It's a t- tandem block with somebody. I would do it every time because he is mean. Yes. And he is quick. Yes. And his arms are long. Yeah. So they make up for everything that's wrong with me <laughs> <laughs> or
0: well, whoever. I mean, so I, I would say that's a that's a big deal. So let's talk about that because I mentioned that in our live after Thursday practice, our live stream. DJ Campbell, you can definitely see a difference when working to the second level, and he strikes somebody versus some other guys. And he's six three three forty, and it's solid. It's a well proportioned, really well put together frame. But so you saw that that initial quickness, and then that compact power on contact. I love him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to be honest. Uh, you know, I I
1: really like where he's at um, because I I feel like with him and Christian Jones, if he does take that that role away from Cole Hudson, that can be a little devastating. He's got quick enough feet if he just learns to learns where to keep his head on a swivel and pass pro. He's that's a, you're talking about a special guy, the left guard role though we're not even talking about this right now because we're primarily talking about cole hudson versus uh dj campbell the left guard situation in my opinion can be very yeah i i'm not so sure i look i like hayden connor your your starter maybe even more Neto umiozulu when he strikes you it's just a little bit different because it's thicker and from a bigger base yeah um, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're going to have – you're you're talking, you know, you mentioned it. Kyle Fletcher mentioned it. They're absolutely going to rotate. They yeah. are, they're going to see – they have to put Neto, in particular, Cam Williams and DJ Campbell on the field because I think they're just too talented not to see what they can really do and see if that changes the complexion of the run game for Texas.
0: You know you're in a good place when you have all five starters back and your your second team guards right now, DJ Campbell and Neto, are going to be an upgrade in the run game. You think. You you, you think. You're not sure, but you think. I mean, yeah. The more they get on the field, just the devastating power they have in physicality is going to take it to another level in the interior for me. Uh, Let's transition from the guys protecting the quarterback to the guys who need to get the quarterback on the ground. And I use that term. Because Steve Sarkisian's using it in recruiting with edge guys, and guys are talking about getting quarterbacks to the ground within the program more. That seems to be an emphasis. Um, what did you see Friday uh, before we get into a little bit about what Baron Sorrell talked about in the post uh, practice press conference? I,
1: you know, I, I watched them quite a bit. Um, the, the people that are, that, Everybody needs to be concerned with it's clear, it's even clearer now than it was two days ago. Ethan Burke is definitely ahead of Justice Finkley for that starting job opposite Baron Srill. So the first day, I you know, I I could see it the last yesterday, he's just more explosive than justice. Um, and even though he's not necessarily as tightly wound for, for run stopping. I just think that uh, it's more natural. He definitely has just better ball get off if that makes sense. And so he, and he has a bigger wingspan, much bigger. So he can, he can muck some things up. Right. Um, uh, beyond that, I think that that there's two players I'm interested in at edge. Um, and that is Dre Bledsoe uh, as well as Colton Vossick. I think both of them, not unlike Ethan Burke, they need a little bit more seasoning right now. So Burke is a, a little bit ahead of both of those guys. Like he's already got salt and pepper and needs right. is like, he needs right. like the extra, the extra dosha oregano or something like that. Whereas I think that, that, uh that Vasek and um, Bledsoe still have that. They're, they're still getting the salt and pepper together. Right. Right. That's, that's really where I, where I would say if you're, you're trying to look at it from that analogy, I, my my take on it though is those two have longevity within the program, if that is is making sense to y'all. I I feel like there's someone there's some people to bet on. I think Dre Bledsoe is doing that. Uh, by the way, Baron Sorrell, his goal for this year, he just came out and said it: ten sacks.
0: Yep. And anyway. let's get let's get into a little bit about what Baron Sorrell had to say about Ethan Burke after practice on Friday Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Uh, Ethan Burke, he's definitely, he's been a guy that's been right there with me. He knows what I feel to be, uh, how it feels to be counted out as well. And I feel like we share that. So uh, just honestly getting after that and we both know we need to rush the passer. So um, just critiquing him and him asking me a lot of questions about last year and then just me being able to share my knowledge with him has been you know. Also in the post. Practice press conference. Both Jatavion Sanders and Baron Sorrell were asked about what newcomers, both sides of the ball, uh, that have impressed them. And obviously, Jatavion Sanders, he threw out CB4, Cedric Baxter, Jonte Cook, and then he said Anthony Hill, which you would expect. Former teammate, but also Anthony Hill's a midterm enrollee. All three guys, midterm enrollees, by the way. Baron Sorrell also went right to Anthony Hill. Obviously, Anthony Hill had a strong spring. He had a really good spring game. Uh, he flashed that ability to chase and find the football and the quarterback. Um, do you, what are your takeaways right now from some of the young guys, especially the ones that Jatavion and Barron mentioned?
1: I'm going to hit on Anthony Hill first. Yes. Um, because he, like like JT Sanders mentioned three guys. Right. Uh, you mentioned uh, Cedric Baxter, uh, Jontae Cook, and Anthony Hill. Baron Sorrell said Anthony Hill and did, I mean, it was just, it was like snap of the fingers. And then he went, uh, don't have anybody on offense. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, he goes, you know, he just doesn't know those guys. Right. Um, He's kind of got laser focus on what he's doing. The, the reality of it for me was the takeaway for me from first three days of practice is Anthony Hill is not a facade. He is a legitimate part of this football team. Period, full stop. So, what I mean by that is he's going to play day one. Yeah. Now, he's not, he may not play 30 snaps, but it's not going to be like Ethan Burke, say, was a year ago, where he maybe got five snaps in one game and waited a couple games and got three or five. He's going to get 10, 15 snaps a game. He is that disruptive, Jerry. And that's where, like, so, if people are saying, oh, well, who's going to make freshman All-American? If somebody asked me that right now, which which Longhorn might do that? That would be my pick. Not yeah. saying he's going to do it because, you know, opportunity and all this other stuff and then production has to come. But if that would be my pick, just like Kelvin Banks would have been my pick a year ago at this time. We what? knew a year yeah. ago, three practices in. You and I both. We, yeah. we were there. We knew Kelvin Banks, done. Now, we didn't know if he was going to start at three brackets in, but we said, dude, that guy's a dude.
0: Yeah. Anthony Hill is a dude. And to your point, two weeks into practice, you and I are both told that Steve Sarkisian said, Banks is a dude. Yeah, We knew he was going to (laughs) start. I mean, before it was ever announced. So if we hear, if Sarkin, uh, August 17th, 18th, 19th says, Anthony Hill's a dude, then we're going to have a pretty good indication where this one's going to start the season. Yeah, it, it, but but
1: it, it, the great thing about defense, it's a little bit different than offense. More depth. Yeah, more, more depth, and you're able to put them in better situations. Kelvin right. uh, Banks had to handle everything.
0: Here it is, bud. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> With Anthony Hill, you can, yeah. you know. Here's a term for you. You can micro dosing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can, you can put him, uh, let's put you here at this point in time. Let's you put let's now the next game, we need to put you in this situation. All of a sudden it's not a little bit like Derek Johnson as a true freshman, by the way, who's working with them, Baron Sorrell on, on stuff. We learned that yesterday, pass rush moves. It's, it's a little bit like Derek Johnson was as a true freshman. He didn't start right away. They kind of just, a little bit here, Derek, a little bit there, you know, focus on going and staying with the running back in coverage, focus on pass rush. They get their feet wet. Right. And all of a sudden you got a dude. Uh, And so the other two, uh, Cedric Baxter and Jonte cook, Jerry, Jonte cooks, really, really just a natural player. I think Deandre Moore is smooth. I do. mean, uh, he's like, I, 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 you know, have you ever seen calm waters on a
0: lake? Exactly.
1: (laughs) That's that's what he reminds him. I mean, just so smooth. Um, uh, Cook is a little bit more, um, and I and smooth is a good word for him too. But it's more of that uh, quick, fast, smooth. It's kind
0: of worthy. This Xavier worthy. Yeah, yeah. Gear gear down, bop, bop, bop.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's that guy, and so I'm. Look, Cedric Baxter looks like you know, in dude, he's going to look different in the next month. Much less the next two years. Yeah, I mean, he is—he's got a frame that everybody would just look at and just go, "That guy looks like Adonis." I mean, it's that's potentially what he's going to look like, right? I mean, no. um, So I'm—I'm really impressed with a lot of the freshmen, uh, as well as as some of the newcomers overall.
0: And one of the big questions, many questions, but one of the big questions we, we keep getting on Inside Texas, which uh, we have a great promo running right now. So get over to Inside Texas uh, for all your Longhorn football and recruiting coverage and needs is is Portal. The guy, the newcomers in the Portal, um, especially Jalen Catalan. People heard a lot more about Gavin Holmes, right? But Jalen Catalan was wearing the green jersey I know you wrote something on Inside Texas that kind of caught my attention, kind of said something in the text thread also with all of us at Inside Texas. Talk about Jalen Catalan, kind of what caught your eye. Maybe yeah. I I mean, so, eye. So
1: he was on punt coverage, right? Um, or Um, No, excuse me, punt return. Yeah. He was on punt return and uh this is a guy that's, he's just not big. He's not, he's not tall. I shouldn't say he's not big because he is a thick, thickly put together, like he's not Jaron Thompson. Jaron Thompson's Six foot and kind of wiry a little bit. This guy's five ten and built a little bit like a mini tank, right? Yep. That's what I, that's what he looks like.
0: Similar to Quandry
1: did. Yeah, exactly. He uh, very interestingly he was on he was on punt coverage and uh, he hip checked a guy, kind of hit you know. And Joe D the 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 punt the punt guy or the one of the special teams guys. Just I saw him see that He's smart said a little something to to Jalen afterwards. It's just like, it was kind of one of those fun moments, you know, where you're like, I think I may like you, son. (laughs) You got a little something to you. Um, But he's also been called out by his teammates. By the way, Baron Sorrell talked about how he's comfortable. And when you're comfortable, you play faster. That's right. And that is a hallmark of what we talked about with Texas would be getting uh, from uh, from him. And they are, obviously. I would say to uh, A.D. Mitchell. He, he caught a slant yesterday and accelerated through the catch. And I was like, Oh, that's, that could be a touchdown. That could be an RPO seven yard slant touchdown. It really, really could. If if they catch the safety wrong, because he has that little burst, Jerry that we've talked about. Um, I also say Trill Carter is another one. Uh, he's starting to get mentioned by multiple players in my opinion at, at these press meetings, uh, I saw him uh, yesterday. I saw him uh, Thursday and Friday. Big fan. Um, I'm not sure that he's not your third defensive tackle right now. If you're asking me to stop the run,
0: right? I agree. I, I
1: mean, I'm just he. He's got some. He's got some dog in him. It, I guess is the best he's way.
0: To got some dog in him, Bobby. He's got strong hands. He's played in the Big Ten. He's been tested against the run, right? And he's played how many snaps? Five. Did he played 500 and something snaps last year. I mean, this guy's played a lot of football. I think people kind of forget that he's played a lot of football. And he's played a lot of football against the run. Hey,
1: you know, everybody, well, he's coming from Minnesota. He's what's like, well, he's originally from Georgia. Right. Uh, the Heat was not bothering him.
0: Yeah. No, not I'm, when I mean,
1: I mean, like a Sadir Mitchell. I mean, he's 350 pounds. The heat's going to bother the man, right? Not I mean,
0: from Moultrie, Georgia. Now, yeah,
1: yeah. But my <laughs> point is, yeah. Uh, Texas added a guy that would start, in my opinion, at probably eight of the ten other Big Twelve schools, at least. Yeah, maybe more. Maybe nine of ten, in, in, excluding Texas. So, uh, you know. They, they look good. I mean, the punter is unquestionably different than Daniel Trejo, by the way, young man from Stanford, Gavin Holmes, still out there, uh, fighting it out, still very speedy in the secondary. He provides immediate depth. I just, uh, I look up and down the roster and guys, uh, Warren Roberson had a nice play on special teams on, on a Friday night. I was just like, he gets off the difference between, and you know, this Jerry, uh, you watch punt return and punt coverage, uh, and you're really looking to be able to get that guy that can kind of swerve to get off and get going downfield. Warren Roberson can do that now, so I I know that Keaton Crawford's going to be Gunner number one, and Keelan Robinson probably Gunner number two, right? See if if a guy like like Warren Roberson doesn't find his way onto special teams, I I'd, I'd be uh, I, I think that that's going to be a possibility.
0: Yeah, and that should not surprise us. We uh, Anybody that listens to this, we've been talking up Warren Roberson on Inside Texas and here on Texas football, and even Steve Sarkeesian mentioned him in his a preseason press conference. Uh, Bobby, I, I guess the – you know, having watched three days – let's close with this. Having watched three uh, 30-minute window media sessions, um, your thoughts are about the same as what you had going in, or – your expectation raised a little bit based on what you've seen, and I know it's different. I mean, like if you talk to the coaches right now, they'd say, "Look, until we start hitting guys, right? Until we get start getting in the real eleven on eleven day after day, you don't truly know." But we've both been doing this a long time, so we see signs.
1: Um, raised a little, and there's two. There's multiple reasons for that. Quinn yours is going to be better. I'm, yeah. I'm convinced now that he's going to be better. How much, you know, I'm not, I don't know if he's going to go to 65 or 70% completion rate ratio, but he's going to be better. Okay. So that is, I'm convinced of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, DJ Campbell can be a difference maker on this football team. I'm just telling you. Yep. Agree. That 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 dude's a, a different specimen at times. Jalen Catalan. Gives you a little bit of that. So Anthony Cook last year, you know, not necessarily highly ranked. Didn't go in the draft. He he provided a physical presence back there. Maybe wasn't the great best coverage guy. Right. Jalen Caliglon will be just as physical, if not more so, than Anthony Cook and provide more in coverage. You add in a guy like Anthony Hill. A.D. Mitchell, right? Those are playmakers. And they showed me that they're playmakers. I want to say one more guy before I let you go on this, Jerry, Isaiah. Nayor looked I was going to ask
0: you about him because I, I I heard he was a little more comfortable Friday night.
1: He was. He was. And I was like, man. And I, I, I can't imagine Paul Crist sitting in the back hey. of the end zone and watching that guy run the deep route fifth. I mean, if you're Paul Crist and you've been coaching at Wisconsin and you see a guy that's 6'3", 210, 215, running like the wind downfield and he's your fifth guy right now, I Paul Crist is like, you know, w- w- <laughs> this isn't fair. Right. You know, I I'm be out
0: of state, but it's the cut below.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just telling you now. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty darn impressive in – uh, I would say a little bit above uh, because of those specific factors. I also would go back to what we talked about at the very beginning. When JT Sanders talks about the team staying later in the locker room, mm-hmm. Quint Ewers and the quarterback staying an extra 30 minutes to work out uh, with more of the team. Whenever I hear the word, somebody say, be intentional. I mean, you and I know what that means. We, we, We try to be intentional in our work every day, but we've learned that over 30 years. These are 18 to 22 year old kids. Right. I didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily intentional at 20, you know, (laughs) and, but that, that probably came from an upperclassman down to, and so those things.
0: Yes. hundred percent.
1: From a cumulative perspective, lead me to believe it's, it's very valuable. Very, very valuable. And I, I think Texas, i would say a little bit more does that mean more wins i don't know it does mean to me a better team right so more resilient team better execution how many wins i I don't know and and
0: other teams improve too that's right so so, uh i think with things we're talking about here we see the program ascending and you can ascend without the difference between 10 and 11 wins you can still be ascending or between 9 and 10 wins They're bringing the right guys in. You're seeing it on the field. You're hearing about it when they're off the field. Look, Jatavion Sanders, he comes from a big-time winning program at Denton-Ryan. He knows what it's supposed to look like at a young age. He's not going to get in front of the mic and BS it because he's seen what it was before, and he's seeing the changes now, and it reminds him of what he saw at Denton-Ryan when he was in that program that was competing for titles. JT
1: Sanders, by the way, caught a ball up the seam and caught a slant. I mean, he's – I i don't know if he was putting on a show. There were several uh, NFL scouts there, by the way, on Friday night. I don't know if he was putting on a show for those guys, but – He did without like, knowing it. <laughs> it looked like one. I mean, that, that dude's going to make some money. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, they're, they've got some guys on this team that are going to make some money. No real, doubt. Real, real – real money long
0: term money yeah. yep yeah, and helps in recruiting but we're not talking about recruiting right now we'll get <laughs> back to tomorrow. that tomorrow we'll, we'll do we'll talk that. <laughs> that tomorrow uh for Bobby Burton uh this has been on Texas football uh little reaction to Friday night's practice and just thoughts on the team after three practices three open media sessions we'll have more on Texas uh later today and throughout the day Sunday thank you for tuning in